Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Fit and Happy podcast with your host, me, Anna Smith, head coach and founder of Anna's Barbells, and of course, Percy Pug snuggled up next to me as always, snoring away. It has been a hot minute since I got an episode out to you guys, and I'm really sorry about that. I let life get away from me a little bit the last few weeks, and then we just had a a small little global health crisis that took me a while to get my head around, but I am back, and I'm aiming to get an episode out for you all weekly from now onwards. Now, before I really truly properly dive in, I just want to check in with you. How are you feeling? Take a moment to bring your awareness to your emotions right now and see if you can identify how you feel. Put a word to it, something that resonates. And now, now that you have that word, that emotion, just acknowledge how you feel. I feel this certain way and that is okay. Sit with that for a second. Take a deep breath in for four. One, two, three, four. And now slowly out for four as well. One, two, three, four. Things are crazy right now, hey? Here in the UK, we are just starting week three of official lockdown. But I know many of you listening, both inside and outside of the UK, have been self-isolating for a, a fair bit longer than that. I know that for me, personally, it has taken some adjusting to, and I'm saying that as a self-employed work from homer. So I can only imagine for the majority of you how tough this adjustment has been. I think now, finally, into week three, I'm finding a little bit of my groove again and learning to cope a bit better with this completely unprecedented situation. So having meant to be getting back into podcasting anyway, I thought really it was high time that I jumped back on here and shared with you my three main strategies that I'm utilising to cope with lockdown. Routine, self-care and self-compassion. So without rambling on for too long at you all, I'm just going to, to jump straight into it. Let's kick things off talking about routine, shall we? For many of us, our daily routine has been thrown completely out of whack. We can't go to the gym anymore. We're working from home. More and more people are being furloughed by their companies. We can't have a catch up with our colleagues in the kitchen at our usual 11 a.m. coffee break time. It is completely normal and understandable in these circumstances to feel cast adrift. I have even felt like my normal schedule has been completely thrown off just by not being able to go to the gym anymore. That was a huge chunk of my day. Deep down, us human beings tend to be real creatures of habit, no matter how spontaneous we want to tell ourselves we are. We actually really thrive off having at least some vague form of structure. So, my biggest tip, if we can call it that, for right now, 
is to recreate structure for yourself now that we are staying safe at home. Okay, so if you've listened to some of my previous episodes, you know exactly what's coming. I am going to rave about Google Calendar again. I love plotting out my day in all its colour-coded glory onto my Google Calendar, and this has become even more important to me recently. The first week of lockdown, I didn't utilise this tool, and by week two, I felt completely out of alignment with, with my goals, essentially. I don't really know why I stopped doing it either, because... It is a normal part of how I organise my life. As someone who works from home all the time, I have to have structure. So I don't know why lockdown made me feel like I could just get on with it without the calendar. But there you go. Coping well, clearly, in the first week. So, (laughs) that aside, I implemented it once more. And just blocking everything out in my diary for the next few days has already made me feel so much better. Plus it looks really pretty, which is very satisfying to me. Obviously, find a system that works for you. You don't have to go as crazy as I do. But a great starting place if you're now working from home would perhaps be to just plot in your normal working hours and try to stick to those. It's really easy when you're working from home just to to get up, start working, work all day and not do anything else. But really question that, you know, is that what you normally do? No, you normally maybe get up and you have some breakfast, you do your commute, you get into the office, you take about half an hour before you actually sit down at your computer and check your emails, etc. You have blocks in the day without necessarily even realizing that you do where you focus on different tasks you give yourself breaks you go for a walk at lunchtime I hope you know you you don't just sit in one spot all day and then unless you really have to you don't stay past 5 30 6 p.m so don't do that at home either try and literally stick to exactly what you would normally do in your day at the office. If your day starts at 9am, start then, not before. And be strict with yourself about closing down the home office at your usual home time. Now, within the working day, plot in where you would normally take your breaks. If you usually have a coffee break and a chit chat at 11am, put that in your schedule. Speak to one of your co-workers who you'd normally have that coffee break with and get them to put it in their schedule too. And then do even just a a little voice note on WhatsApp to each other. It doesn't have to be a full-on Zoom conference over coffee. You can literally just reach out to someone and have a natter. Schedule yourself your usual hour lunch break and use that time to get some fresh air if you can. If you are not already going for walks at lunchtime, go for walks at lunchtime now. Being stuck in the house all day is not good for you. In the UK right now, we're still allowed one outing for exercise. Use your hour lunch break to go and make the most of that while you can. Schedule in your mid-afternoon snack. Actually, schedule in all your meals. I have found this so helpful for two reasons. One, I'm struggling to fit in all my meals for some reason during lockdown. 
So having set times to eat helps me space those meals out properly so that I'm not just every day getting into this situation where I'm trying to cram in an outrageous amount of food between 6 and 10 p.m. And two, it just really helps me not raid the cupboards. By having set eating times, I'm not restricting myself. Instead, I'm telling myself that I have a specific window at certain points in the day where, I, where I'm going to eat and I'm not going to just mindlessly snack in between. It, for me, it just personally helps me stay on track and I do really recommend that if you are finding yourself gravitating towards the food cupboards a little more than you would like to. Okay, so when do you normally exercise? Before or after work? Stick to that normal time. Plot that in your calendar too. I usually train 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. So I genuinely have that in its own little color blocked out in my calendar daily and I make sure that that's when I do it. This way I know that I'm going to get it done, that I'm going to prioritize my health and I feel better because it's not outside of my normal behavior. Sure, my minimal home gym setup might be presenting me with some logistical challenges, but I'm still working out when I'm used to doing so. And that feels good. It, it brings a little bit of normality to a not normal situation for me. And now, of course, many of you will have some what feels kind of like dead time from when you were when you were commuting. For me, I didn't commute, but I did have a long, long walk back from the gym because countryside life. And so I suddenly have an extra hour in my day where I don't really know what to do with it. So if you have something similar, even if it's just half an hour in the morning, half an hour in the afternoon, I see two options for what you can do. If you ever wanted to learn a new skill, take a course, do some personal development, then you have literally been gifted some extra time. Make use of it. I mean, how often do we complain that we don't have time to do things? Now you do. Like I said, even if it's just half an hour before work and another half hour after work, just dedicate that time to doing the thing you always wanted to do. Obviously, if your dream was always to become an expert skydiver, you're not going to be able to do that. But things like yoga, journaling, studying a course, this is a great opportunity to devote, to devote a little bit of time to some extracurriculars. Option two, though, acknowledging that it is perfectly okay to not suddenly want to become a jack of all trades during this time is to do exactly what you would normally do on your commute. Do you normally read the paper? Great. Go read some news if you're not finding it too stressful and depressing. And if you are finding it stressful and depressing, like a lot of us are, read some thought-provoking articles. There's so much amazing information and resources out there. Normally listen to a podcast? Easy. Put one on. Put this one on. That is an excellent idea. Just listen to music? Great. Bang out some tunes. Have a dance around your kitchen. It's going to make you feel awesome. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is that 
the more you can make this not normal time feel familiar and normal, the better you're going to feel. Creating a routine where you get up at the same time as you usually do, work at the same time you usually do, eat at the same times and go to sleep at the same times is all going to combine together to help maintain your sanity. We do not know how long we are going to be in this situation and it is easier and easier to kind of just let the days slip away from you especially when I'm pretty sure that we're going to be in this for the long run. Make a routine now, establish it, stick to it as much as you can and you will get through this strange period with a little less overwhelm and that's so important right now. I am a self-care advocate, whatever the situation. Seriously, take a bubble bath. It's good for you. But I think, obviously, it's even more important than ever right now. And self-care means different things to everyone. For me, part of my self-care is movement and exercise. And so I've prioritised those in my day. Without fail... I say this right now, but you'll hear later. There's a little bit of fail. Without fail, I'm doing some form of training every day. I'm sticking to my five days a week of HIT, and I'm ensuring I get at least 10K steps a day still. And I swear, if the people who don't stop meeting up for barbecues on beaches or sunbathing in parks get my hour dog walk outside taken away from me, I am going to be fuming. Not to mention the fact that I have to live with a 50 kilo old English sheepdog who thinks he's still a puppy. He's going to go crazy. Tangent alert, sorry. But I'm prioritising my journaling with my daily gratitudes and my savoured moment each day. And I'm also doing silly little things like still putting on a flick of mascara every day because it just helps me feel more like me. So my question to you is, what makes you feel more like you? Take a second. Think about that. What makes you feel more like you? If exercise makes you feel good, then do that. But if it makes you feel more stressed out right now, because everyone on Instagram, myself included, sorry, is doing home workouts and that makes you feel anxious and pressured, then it's okay not to do a home workout every day. Or even at all, if it genuinely doesn't make you feel good right now. In fact, one of the best things that you can do to take charge of your self-care at the moment is to take a break or at least set limits on your social media time. I could really feel myself last week spiraling out because everyone on my Instagram feed seemed to be master trainers, growing their social following, learning Mandarin, becoming the next Jimi Hendrix on the guitar and graduating first class honours from their OU degree. So I have actually started limiting my scrolling time. Me being me. It's plotted into the diary. <laughs> I'm, I'm ridiculous at times, but honestly, it helps. But it's plotted into the diary of set times when I am going to post on Instagram and when I am going to scroll and focus on engagement. And it's a maximum 
of 30 minutes a day right now because otherwise for me it's genuinely affecting my mood and I think to be honest there are studies out there that show for the majority of people that it does not have a good effect on your mood. I think I'm going to stick a pin in that one and, and save that for an episode another day in more detail and dig out those studies. But basically, I'm doing what I know is best for me when it comes to social media. It might not be best for my engagement metrics, but it's best for my mindset. And realistically, which one is more important? It's my mindset for sure. And your mindset should be the most important thing to you too right now. Self-care isn't always about adding things in, giving it pressuring yourself to do more to look after yourself sometimes it's about taking a step to take away the things that cause you anxiety or distress saying that a really simple strategy to implement right now would be to make a little self-care list that you can turn to whenever you feel the need so after you're finished listening to this or even just hit that pause button after I've explained it Take just five minutes to jot down a list of things that make you feel good that you can go to whenever you feel overwhelmed. Because let's be realistic, whilst you'll have a lot of times during this period of lockdown where you feel fine, there are also going to be times when you cry at the news like I did last night or where you just feel like you cannot get out of bed. So make a list, put it somewhere obvious, like literally keep it to one page, rip it out of your notebook, stick it up somewhere like on a cupboard or on your bedroom wall. So literally when you wake up in the morning, you see it right there in front of you and fill it with little acts of kindness to yourself. So I have done this and the ideas on my list include doing a short meditation, doing some stretching. I'm not quite a yogi yet, so so I'm not going to call it doing yoga, but I do find that some quick stretching and mobility work always makes me feel good. Um, what else is on my list? Dancing like a lunatic to an upbeat playlist full, full of the likes of Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift as an insight into my Spotify for you. Um, walking the dogs, reading a book. You know, I'm, I'm a, a real bookworm. So having a book to get lost in and escape into is amazing for me. And then just, you know, doing my nails, putting that mascara on, wearing a face mask for 10 minutes, lighting a candle, washing my hair. These are all things that I know make me feel good and I've scribbled them all down and they're on my list. So do something similar. Then at the bottom of your self-care go-to list, write this statement. My needs matter. I deserve to take care of myself, especially in these difficult times. Again for you. My needs matter. I deserve to take care of myself, especially in these difficult times. Now, actually, don't just write it down. 
write it down, yes. But every time you take a look at your list, pick the thing that you're going to do. And then I want you to say out loud to yourself, my needs matter. I deserve to take care of myself, especially in these difficult times. Because do you know what? It's true. You do deserve to take care of yourself and to prioritise your self-care anytime, but especially now. So, I may have saved it for last, but self-compassion is potentially the most important thing I'm personally focusing on right now. At first glance, it may seem a little similar to self-care, but self-compassion is so much more than that. True self-compassion is the foundation of self-care. It's not just about treating yourself with kindness. It's about regarding yourself with kindness. Being more self-compassionate is something I have been working on anyway, because I'm hard on myself. I hold myself to a very high standard and I'm not actually very kind to myself when I don't meet my own personal expectations. And that's in normal circumstances. Right now, I'm working on it even more. We have to remember that our new normal is not normal at all. So, just a friendly reminder that there is no right way to feel at the moment. As I said earlier, there's a tremendous amount of pressure out there to do currently. And if doing makes you feel good, then absolutely lean into that. But if it doesn't make you feel good, and curling up under your duvet for a day also makes you feel good, then it's completely fine to lean into that too. Don't beat yourself up for having a down day, for raiding the cupboards, for not showering. Some days you might just need to do that, and other days you might feel like you can carry on as normal, or even do more than you would normally do. In high-stress situations, I am a doer. I hide my anxiety about the stressful situation by distracting myself with endless tasks. So I, hands up, am one of those annoying people who is now doing two university courses, kickstarting my YouTube channel again, getting back on track with podcasting, trying to grow my Instagram organically, doing business development courses all weekend, trying to support my clients above and beyond what I normally do anyway, dog walking, and also, you know, just taking charge of doing the shopping, doing any outside trips that need to be done to protect the vulnerable person that I live with. Busy makes me feel good. It makes me feel useful like I am of value in a time when it's quite easy to feel helpless and and not useful so that's why I do it but it also means that I overwhelm myself not just with the overwhelming situation that we're in but with the amount that I'm expecting myself to do I've actually 
had to take a step back (laughs) and assess the way that I talk to myself when I don't get everything on my task list done. You know, I, I have deliberately overloaded my schedule to keep busy. It's a deliberate action on my part. And yet I am so critical of myself when I don't get everything that I've set myself to do done. Or if I don't stick to my little color-coded blocks on my schedule. So, yeah, I, like I said, I've had to take a step back and assess how I talk to myself about that. I need to reframe my self-talk. So the last few days, I have been really focusing on, on that. And instead of berating myself for not doing three out of 10 daily tasks, I congratulate myself on completing seven. Because before, I literally was getting so angry at myself, like, oh, you haven't completed your to-do list. There are these three things that you haven't done. And I was just not even crediting myself for the fact that actually, I'd got an overwhelming majority of my task list done. And they were all important things that I wanted to do. They were all little mini successes and I wasn't celebrating my own success in doing them. Instead of getting upset that I spend too long on certain things in my my calendar, I remind myself that, that my schedule is my schedule. I made it. <laughs> no one else made it. No one is making me stick to those time blocks. You know, if I'm really enjoying a task or I, you know, I, I want to spend a bit longer on the dog walk because it's my one outing of the day, or I end up eating, you know, half an hour later than I planned to, it's okay. I'm allowed to change the schedule around. It's my schedule. I make it. It's flexible. It's, I don't need to be inflexible about it. Besides, let's all just remember too that we are in lockdown most likely for the long haul. I have so many days to fit everything in. It doesn't matter if I don't manage everything I want to do with my whole entire life in one week. And it's the same for you. You have time. It's okay. If you need to move things around, if you need days where you need to be a little bit more quiet, a little bit more insular, that's okay. You've got another day, another 10 weeks worth of days maybe where you can get things done. It doesn't have to be every day that you are a superhuman producing everything in the world. There's this um, really horrendous so-called motivational phrase doing the rounds on social media at the moment, which kind of, I think, contributes to this attitude of like, I have to get everything done right now, that pressure we put on ourselves you've probably seen it uh, crop up on your feed or in your Instagram stories or something at some point. Normally, sadly, shared by someone in fitness, which makes me sad for the industry that I'm in, or business entrepreneur type people. 
basically shaming others for not being high achievers 100% of the time right now. It's something, it goes along the lines of, if you don't come out of this with a new skill, you never lacked time, you lacked discipline. <sighs> I just... This, <laughs> this kind of black and white thinking, it just really frustrates me. It, is it any wonder when we see things like this clogging up our feeds that we struggle to show ourselves a little self-compassion? We are all going through truly unsettling times right now. Most of us are feeling some form of anxiety about what is happening, feeling grief for, like, genuine grief for the loss of normal life, panic about the safety of our loved ones, loneliness from self-isolation, and genuine fear for our jobs and our financial security. And yet, in amongst all of this downright trauma, we are supposedly meant to constantly prioritise productivity? No. How about instead, we focus on leaning into our feelings, on saying kind things to ourselves, taking pressure off ourselves to always be these superhumans, and just allowing ourselves to express in the way that we feel that we need to. Yes, I might be maddeningly productive a lot of the time at the moment, but I have days where I just can't cope. This morning, I absolutely meant to get up and be productive. I did my check-in with my coach I sat down, I did a check-in for one of my clients and then I just hit a wall. So instead, I ate a very large bowl of Cocoa Pops, skipped my workout and watched Tangled. I felt just truly tired to the bone with the whole situation that we're in right now. And instead of getting cross at myself, I checked in exactly like I did with you guys at the top of this podcast. I, I did a self-check-in and asked myself what I was feeling and what I needed. And it just so happens it was sugar and Disney. Other ways than just doing emotional check-ins with myself that I'm working on self-compassion at the moment are daily positive affirmations in my journal, talking to myself like I would to a friend, and each day looking in the mirror and telling myself something out loud, something I find good or positive or value about myself. <laughs> I was Percy doing a really loud snore. <laughs> um, prior to this whole global pandemic thing, my daily affirmations were all about personal success and now they're about self-love. There's a lot of I am statements going down in my journal right now and I really, really recommend you doing it too. It is an amazing quick mood booster first thing in the morning. But if you don't journal, 
doing something like creating a Pinterest board of affirmations that resonate with you. And there's so much inspiration on there for positive affirmations and positive I am statements. Um, so that's a fun, creative one to do. Or, you know, just record a little voice note for yourself, literally just saying something like, I am capable of coping with today. And just whenever you feel overwhelmed, play that voice note back to yourself. Just as a reminder, I am capable of coping with today. Or, you know, if you don't want to speak to yourself, just jot down some notes on your phone. Write yourself a little message. Just a a positive I am statement. It doesn't have to be anything major. You don't have to go into all that wishy-washy, super um, meditative affirmation stuff it can literally be something as simple as I just said I am capable of coping with today okay talking to myself like I would a friend is probably for me one of the hardest things I'm having to teach myself it's actually something that was drawn to my attention in therapy a few months ago is that I am an empathetic person who counts kindness as one of their core values And yet, I am never kind to myself. The way in which I speak to myself, I would never dream of speaking to a loved one in that manner. I am mean to myself. And I don't know why, because I don't see myself as a mean person. So, when I feel myself slipping into negative self-talk, I'm learning to take a pause And think about how I would advise a friend if they came to me in that same situation. So taking an example, instead of, I didn't learn Mandarin while in lockdown. I'm so lazy. God, I'm pathetic. How dare I not learn Mandarin? What am I doing with my life? You'll never be anything. I think about what I would say to a friend. And it's really not that. I wouldn't ever ever say something like to them like that to them it would be more along the lines of why do you feel like you had to learn mandarin do you want to learn mandarin do you want to learn another language no then don't worry about it there's no rule about having to learn a new language in lockdown what else have you been up to during this time that you're proud of it's a lot kinder And far more helpful to kind of run through that scenario with myself than the negative self-talk, that's for sure. So I really recommend doing that too. You know, if you feel yourself beating yourself up for having an extra cookie or spending an extra hour in bed or something, just take a moment and think, what would I say to a friend if they told me that they'd done this? I would say, oh, I bet that cookie was good, wasn't it? Or, yeah, I can see that you'd want to spend a little bit more time in bed. It's hard sticking to a structure right now. Do you feel better for getting some extra rest? Just, you know, think, how would I speak to my friend about this situation? And say those things to yourself. You don't have to say them out loud, but I do find that saying things out loud kind of helps enforce them a little better when you're working on your mindset and speaking of saying things out loud the mirror thing is genuinely excellent too 
literally just take 30 seconds to look yourself right in the eye in the mirror and tell yourself something positive about you. You are kind. You are caring. You are strong. You are doing your damn best. It might feel silly and a little bit uncomfortable at first, but it is a lovely starting point for showing yourself a little bit more self-compassion. And as with anything, the more you do it, the more natural it feels. Finally, if you're feeling overwhelmed, just give yourself a hug. I'm being really serious here. Wrap your arms around yourself kind of give your your arms a little a little rub and just lean into that feeling of touch for a little while touch is so incredibly important for for really helping shut down that fight or flight feeling it helps release all those like good dopamine and like those happy hormones and kind of bring your anxiety levels down and a lot of you are on your own right now you know I'm not on my own. I live with my mom and I'm scared of hugging my mom right now in case I give her coronavirus. So giving yourself a hug meets that need for touch. Even if it is just from yourself, it kind of meets that need for both being cared for and being the carer of yourself. And that's really, really powerful. So yeah, give yourself a hug run through that self-check-in that we did at the top of the podcast and just take a really deep breath again for me. It is truly strange times right now and looking after yourself, being kind to yourself in the ways that work for you is just, it's paramount right now. If you ever need someone to talk to, a socially distant shoulder to lean on, my DMs are always open. It's just Anna's Barbells on Instagram. You can find me so easily. Uh, please reach out. My, my inbox is always open. We need connectedness more now than we ever did before, I think. And I, I'm always happy to talk. I'm always happy to listen, to share, to, to help you find solutions. Um, so until next week, when I promise to actually be back on schedule with the normal Monday podcast postings, please, please, please just stay safe, stay healthy and stay kind to yourself.